Hi, welcome to On The Daily Season 2, a podcast focusing on authentic and acoustic entrepreneurship. My name is Danielle McCleary. I am your host. Y'all, I just left a nine-year fitness career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, so I am in the trenches with you, but I got big dreams of being a millionaire and helping other people to become millionaires as well. So together, we're going from stuck to unstoppable, and I'm so excited that you're here for this ride. Let's freaking go. On the Daily Family, welcome back to the show. I'm so happy you're here because y'all have been asking for a money episode for so long. And today <laughs> you have the queen herself, Jocelyn Kelly Reed. This woman is A, she's a bombshell. B, she is so brilliant. And this conversation is so sexy. It is such a turn on. And it is like, Every excuse I ever had about money was blown out the window after this conversation that you are about to hear with Jocelyn. This girl is a multi-six-figure business, money, feminine energy coach. She's a podcast host of Queen Flow, the podcast, and she did over 100000 in a month in her second year of her business. She talks all about the abundance of money. She talks about quantum leaping with money. And I just can't say enough about her. I'm obsessed with her. You are going to want to follow her on Instagram and purchase all of her classes, all of her courses that she offers. You are going to want to be a part of all of it because she is absolutely amazing. And I just know you're going to love her so much. Uh, So I am not going to waste any more time. Let's get into this episode with Jocelyn Kelly Reed. On the Daily Family, we have Jocelyn Reed here, money queen. This girl, if you're watching it, you can see her. If you're not watching it, she is this like gorgeous human with these like bright red lipstick, like leopard print hair scarf, like barely like wearing like a strapless (laughs) shirt. Like she looks naked, like. She's about to rock your world. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to On The Daily. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You know, it's so funny because I really do prefer to be naked and I love summer because it's like as few clothes as possible. So in all my videos, interviews, et cetera, from spring, summer, I just look like this. So oh my God, it's the best. Well, what's so funny. So like <laughs> the other, like last, Oh no, it was last night. My fiance and I, she was like looking for, she has the worst habit of losing keys. Like it's just, I don't know why, but she can't keep keys. And she, she's like, do you know where the mail keys are? And our mail key is attached to our pool key, which is attached to our house key. It's like all of it. And she's right. lost the key ring. And she goes, I was like, it's probably in a pocket somewhere. You've probably put it in a pocket. She goes, are you sure you didn't put it in a pocket? I said, honey, it's summertime. Like, (laughs) you know, your girl is wearing like bike shorts and sports bras 90% of the time. There is no pocket for no key. (laughs) There are no pockets being used. No pockets, period. I'm just like, literally, whatever the bare minimum is to cover up, I'll do it. But this is how I like to be in my feminine pleasure. Yeah, it's a full (laughs) fucking vibe and I'm here for it. So Um, Okay. So you and I, we are talking all about, I literally said before I hit record y'all, I was like, I want everybody to leave this episode knowing and feeling that money is as exciting as sex. And so that is where we're going. Um, But I first just like want to back it up and like, like, tell me about you. How did you get to be this like fierce 
human that you are in all the things that you do? Like, where did that come from? Where did that start? Yeah. So like many of us, it started with originally a pretty dark period in my life. You know, I feel like most of us kind of have a story of a dark night of the soul that basically was the universe shaking us awake into our purpose. And that very much, I mean, I haven't met anyone who leads in this way who hasn't had a story like that. So, you know, while they're not fun to go through, there's so much medicine inside of them and they make us such powerful teachers. So too, for anyone who feels like they're in a moment like that, don't shame yourself. Cause I'm like, in a way, like, thank God. Cause I would never be the level of leader teacher I am today. If I had not walked what I walked, it wouldn't have been possible. So basically I went through a really intense, it was during my Saturn return. So that was from like 29, although mine went on the period I was in went on for five years. Your Saturn return, I don't think it's five years. I think it's like 29 to 31, but this, my whole world just kind of came crumbling down when I was 29. I had previously been like doing the right things. I had a great job. I lived in San Francisco. I'd gone to Ivy League school. I had a boyfriend. I was like by the books, like exactly what you'd want your child to be doing, et cetera, et cetera. And I ultimately felt this pull to basically just leave everything that I had created in San Francisco and move to LA. And when I got to LA and I just kind of had a fantasy about it, you know, I was like, oh, it's just going to be like easy breezy by the water, whatever. And I'd always been like very financially secure. I had never had to budget. I worked in finance. I'd been making great money. Like I was responsible with my money. I invested, I saved like all those things I was doing. So it's pretty wild what ended up happening to me because in a way I quote unquote knew better, but this is like what trauma does to people. And when I got to LA, I had met this guy before I moved. He wasn't the reason I moved, but it kind of just happened. Like I met him in San Francisco and he lived in LA and I was moving anyway, you know? And we got in like this very toxic up and down five-year situationship. I was literally addicted to him. Like he was a drug. I was so codependent. I had a psychic. He basically initiated a psychic awakening, which I was not spiritual. So it was really intense. I was having premonition dreams about things he was going to do before he did them for years. I was like hearing voices. I was having dreams of all white light and I wasn't looking for this. So it was honestly pretty scary. I had a really hard time being in crowds. I could feel everyone's energy and it just It literally hit me out of nowhere and it all started. I like really believe that karmically he was sent into my life to like turn me, be that huge catalyst to get me to go where I am today because I hit the floor. I burned through all my money. I developed a psychic addiction. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I felt like I had no purpose. I was really insecure. I was just lost in every way, literally every area of my life, like crumbled at the same time, all at the same time. Mm. And it was a wild one. So then, I mean, that went on honestly for a long time. I did like end up switching careers and like, I was by no means financially stable. I literally burned through hundreds of thousands of dollars and then also acquired nearly six figures in tax debt because I, when I had no money, because I wasn't working, I like, didn't know what to do. I just really was lost. And I took all my investments out and didn't put enough aside for taxes, which I worked in finance. I know to do, but it was like my brain. It was literally like I was, had the brain of an addict. That's the best way I know how to explain it. You're just in total like fight or flight all the time. 
And I wouldn't think through to like literally the next second past that. I feel like though, I, I, I relate to this so much because I grew up very similar, like in a very similar household. It sounds like, like my, I, I didn't grow up like my money trauma. I always thought was like, I thought money trauma was for people who came from like like low income, right? Like you yeah. didn't come from a lot. Like that wasn't my case. And so Me I always too. just, ass- yeah, like my dad was like a CFO. Like I always had everything I need. My money saboteurs actually were that I was codependent. I mm. was the child. And then I became the overcompensator when I started to make money because then it was like, oh, I can do this on my own. Like I don't need your help. And then it was just like, like throwing out money like quicker than I mean I kept free people in business I'm sure I did like the yeah. first like the first time I started to like make a lot of money I was like it went away as quick as it did and it was as just quick like, as it came in it's oh, yeah. so interesting I yeah. mean I created mine too this is not because of how I grew up but what was going on is that so my dad though was a rags to riches story and inside of his lineage is a lot of poverty addiction abuse chaos all the things. And so inside this journey, what I've really seen is basically it's like the layers that we're carrying, the imprints that we're carrying, how we move through the world is this combination of like our conditioning and our trauma from this life or from our family, from our lineage. I mean, they show that like we carry, you know, that book, it didn't start with you. Have you heard of that book? And we carried uh, generational trauma going back. Like I think it's seven generations. They've shown. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. So seven generations ago was real dark for my family, you know? Yeah. And then also there's past life trauma. I've totally had past life traumas come up. I've seen them for other clients. I've helped other people walk through it. And so we're truly these living libraries, like truly of our, of our life, of our lineages and of our, our past lives. And it's so interesting. So sometimes what ends up happening is like, So, right. If you look at me by the book, it didn't make any sense that I would financially destroy myself. Right. If you just look at how I was raised, it didn't make any sense. But if you look at my lineage, yeah, it made a lot of sense. And especially because you know how we'll be like, we're the one in the family who like is doing the deep work. There's usually one of us. (laughs) I am her. (laughs) I am her. Right. Clearing the family's karma. And so that was me because also my brothers didn't do this, which is so interesting. Yeah. Just no. me. I'm the only one. Just Danielle. <laughs> just everybody's always like, Danielle dances to the beat of her own drum. And that just kept going. That just kept <laughs> like, that's, going. A nice, that's a nice way to say it. Um, <laughs> but ultimately what woke me up, not even all of that woke me up. Ultimately what woke me up is I had a health crisis and I, my body, like I was so anxious. I start my period started getting really heavy. I wasn't paying attention to it because again, I was in the survival mode. I don't know what I was doing. Honestly, when I look back, it's like, I was literally asleep at the wheel and I had fibroids and I had to have mm. open surgery and I was literally bleeding for months before my surgery. And I couldn't mm. work because I could literally not really walk because I was losing so much blood And I, that got me to be like, what is going on? Because I'd never had any health issues before. And that was enough to, to wake me up. And I started, and I remember Googling, because by this point I was more interested in spirituality. Obviously I'd been brought to my knees. I was having this psychic awakening. So I was more curious and I found Louise Hay. And she said the spiritual reason for fibroids was um, romantic shame. And I was like, well, no wonder. 
yeah checks out (laughs) you're like well there's that (laughs) yeah and that made a whole lot of sense you know so I like I always say that she was sort of the beginning of my journey and ultimately I did manifest the money to move to New York I moved to New York I and like long story short I basically started I it's like once I woke up to her I started to wake up to spirituality and manifestation And I, once I realized that I like in a way, yes, I still had all the debt. Like, yes, I got myself to New York. I got a great apartment. I still had all the debt and I still was not fully well. And we were not like on the the full, we're not, we were nowhere near where I am now, but we were like getting halfway state, you know, kind of stable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but I realized because I learned about trauma and I learned about manifestation and I, you know, understood spirituality better. I had to, I was literally hearing messages. My team would tell me things that would happen. Like I had to pay attention. There was no way not to. I had so many crazy experiences. So I believed that because I watched the things unfold. Right. And then I was like, once I realized that we're in the driver's seat, I was like, oh, well, if I create my life, because before I felt so hopeless, like I just felt like something was so wrong with me. I felt so mm-hmm. hopeless. And I was one of those people where new, no one really knew what was going on with me. You same, know? same. Which yep. honestly almost made it worse because I felt yep. like I was in hiding for five years. It was hiding. Like the way I can talk about this stuff now, I would not have told you a peep. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, my like awakening was like my dad dying. Like my dad was like my best friend in the whole world. He died last, last January. And I, I swear for a whole year, I was like, everyone was like, it's just, you're just amazing. Like you just got through that. Like you have so much grace to get through this. And like, I was like, yep, just trucking along. Meanwhile, like on the inside, all the things that you just described are like happening and I'm sick all the time. And like, you know, caught COVID twice. Like I was like, I was so sick. And I just was like, that was the moment I was like, something, something is, and it was the same like awakening, but I mean, it came at my darkest, darkest hour and no one would have known no one. Yeah. And I, so i almost felt even more alone in it because I literally had, if I actually look back, there was no genuine connection because I didn't talk about any of this. And this is predominantly what was ruling my world. So I felt really alone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I then figured out that I was in the driver's seat. And that I was creating my life. And I was like, well, if I'm in the driver's seat, well, let's switch, let's switch gears. (laughs) Let's choose a different freeway, honey. (laughs) Yeah. It could get a little better than this. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I used to pray for it to get better. And you know, that was truly the beginning of everything. And I got really deeply into manifestation and I started to kind of like wake up more professionally. And I was inside of the last job that I had before I quit my job for my business. And I had manifested a business consulting opportunity. And I truly had like 15 years of sales and marketing experience before my business. So I had like a very strong background, even though I went through that crazy period. Mm -hmm. And I remember like doing that. So I flew out and I went to their firm and they were just, they were desiring to open like a retail experience tied to their interior design studio, just stuff that I knew well at the time. And I remember getting paid in a day what I got paid in a month in my full-time job. And I was like, huh. So, and then all I did here was what? Share my, my brain 
right? And help people. I didn't actually have to do anything. I was talking the whole time and like showing them how to do things. So, you know what I mean? It felt so easy. And I just, I loved helping people. And then ultimately I switched that to like, I just always had felt, I was feeling this pull really for that whole year. I started my business at the end of 2019. I really felt like I wanted to help people, but it was like first, right. It started, like I had that business opportunity And then I actually manifested being on a podcast about manifestation, which was Lacey Phillips show expanded. Mm, If you know about that one. And I didn't have a business. I didn't have anything. It was literally just my story. And I just felt this pull of desiring to be on her show. I remember writing it down. I had no reason, none, except that'd be fun. And then closed my notebook and they invited me onto the show because I'd had such a powerful journey, basically recreating all every area of my life inside of her work before my business. And then when, you know, I remember, so I told my story and I went very deep into my family story and all the things. And it was very vulnerable. I literally had a, now I can talk all day about this stuff, but I had a vulnerability hangover after I had to like take a nap. It felt so intense to share so much. So publicly And after that, so many people reached out to me and just such deep gratitude for hearing my journey. And we talked about my experience with race, like just so many things. Yeah. And I was like, it, it gave me this, like, oh, people like are moved by my story. You know, you don't know you're special till, (laughs) till other people are like, whoa, yeah, I know. But at the time I didn't. Were you doing like her, what is it to be magnetic? That's her. Yeah. I Were you was. doing her work? Yeah. I was then that was one of like the earliest things that I did. Yeah. I'd started, I started all that with like, um, Catherine's and Kina, uh, manifestation, yeah, manifestation babe. babe. That yeah, was like, so it was my, like definitely intro. my introduction, which I'm so grateful for. And it's so funny when you see how the, and the, I can't even remember how I found her honestly. But yeah. And so when I had all these women reaching out just in gratitude, I was like, yeah. I really want to help people, Yeah, you know, and that led me into starting to coach. And that was at the end of 2019. And it, you know, I move fast when I know what I want. <laughs> so I was finally focused after a long period of not being, and I started my business and I quit my job like three months after I started my business not just on a whim, like the universe really pushed me out of that job. Like it was time. It was very scary, but it was time. But then COVID started February of 2020. So thank goodness you did that. Right. Exactly. And kind of just like already had my momentum, but yeah. And then it's just been, it started out like teaching women how to manifest and create their dream lives. Then I realized like you have so much business experience. All all your clients want to build businesses. You're building one too. Right. I started expanding to business. I was like, oh, you're really good at money and you have such like a alternative perspective on money. It's not just like save your money, be on a budget, like, you know, shit that does not create overflow. And I received all like all these money codes started channeling through me. My spiritual channel just opened up more and more and more. The more people I helped, then like healing modality started channeling through me. It's just been like continuous. It's like more, 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 you know, are you a manifesting generator? No, I'm a generator, but sometimes I feel like an MG because I got a lot going on. <laughs> same, same. I'm a six two generator, and every I always like. Sometimes I'm like, I feel like sometimes I'm, a, but but I think it's just like you're following what lights you up, and like that yeah. can take you in so many different directions. Totally, and in my, yeah. and, and in my lingo, I'm like, I'm just I'm living, and this is what we're all here for. It's like living a desire led life. When you turn on to living desire led life, it changes everything. Like your lens 
on your choices and how you move through the world and what you get to have is like, it's like you're living in a different universe. Mm, Yeah, it is. So you're, what is like your, when, if somebody says to you, like, Jocelyn, like, what do you think about money? Like, what's like, what are you, what's your first, the first thing that comes to mind? The vibe is as easy as the air we breathe. (laughs) Tell me about that. Tell me about that, mommy. Um, I mean, that's where we're intent. We're desiring to land. Like I really, money is a resource. Do you think before you take a breath, are you wondering if water is coming out of the faucet? Nope. Not really. You know what I mean? Like these other resources that we just take for granted, money's not really any different. There's just a lot of programming and conditioning around it, but just like food, water, air, we actually, you cannot live without it in the way that our society is structured. Right. Yeah. So rather than trading goods, we use money, you know? And what about all those people that are like, money is, money is the root of all evil. Like what about, Oh my God, I can't stand that. Clear. clear, I was going to say clearly, by the way, I just said that, you know how I feel about it, but like, (laughs) like, did you feel the mockery in my tone? Um, Did you feel the sarcasm? Did it come through clear enough for you in that moment? Cause I can do it again. If you didn't catch it. But yeah, like what, like, what do you think that is? Because that is like I know a huge, exactly what that is. Yeah, like that's a huge conditioning in society. Like that's what people are literally made to believe. So first of all, ladies and gents, let's remember the patriarchy wants you to feel that way. If you're running around underpaid, under-resourced going, money's the root of all evil. Well, they all have a ton of money. You're staying in your place right? So you one have to remember that like sometimes when you're buying into these stories or, you know, when people just like, am I allowed to swear on your podcast? I don't want to swear and I can't. Yes. (laughs) Like keep trying to catch myself. We can't be saying that money is as good as sex, but like, please don't say the F word. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So in my mind, it's like the patriarchy wants you to believe that. I'm going to explain it two ways. The patriarchy wants you to believe that. As long as we, it's like when people are like spending all their time being like fuck capitalism. I'm like, if you want to fuck capitalism and fuck the system, then get rich. Right. Like you, you running around being like fuck the system with no money is not making any difference on the planet or in your life. If we Mm -hmm. want to see the way power looks in the world, there's nothing inherently wrong with power. Just like there's nothing inherently wrong with money. It's money, power, whatever. All they do is amplify who we already are. Mm -hmm. There's people with no money who are, have terrible morals. And there's people with tons of money with terrible morals. The common denominator is not the money. You just know about the people with the money because our society does put a lot of emphasis on people who have a lot of money. So imagine if more of those people actually cared and were doing good things in the world, that is an available reality. So when we Mm -hmm. want to spend all our time, like shitting on whatever billionaire, this, that, and the other, instead of focus on our own mission, our own purpose and getting rich ourselves, you are buying into the system that you say you don't believe in. And that's what pisses me off about that stuff. Cause it's like so blind. It's so blind. Like, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that are like, oh, fuck Jeff Bezos, you know? And I'm like, first of all, you shop on Amazon Jeff every Bezos, day. Jeff like, runs your life. Like, yeah, <laughs> Jeff Bezos, you shop on Amazon. You probably go to Whole Foods. Like, I don't want to hear that. And, like, 
instead of bitching about what these these people are doing nothing wrong these people are <laughs> literally doing the system the way that it was built so instead of like bitching at everybody about like how much money they make why don't you just figure out how to do that also <laughs> yeah and do it however you want to do it they all did it themselves right 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 Right, it's right. so strange to me when people want to take money away from them. I'm like, why? They earned right. it. Right, right. Do I agree that, yeah, should he be paying people better, et cetera? Yes. But like, it's not some billionaire's job to try to like save the whole world with their money. And we already know if someone is dedicated to their suffering, you can give them a million dollars. It'll be gone next year. How yeah. many times have we heard about this? The lottery winners, right? Like the celebrities who blow up overnight and then end up in complete destruction. All the athletes who make like tens of millions of dollars and go bankrupt and everyone's like, what happened? Money isn't the core issue. Mm -mm. It's that like subconscious you can't save belief. the world with money. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's not like someone's, it's not like if you just go give all these people money that everybody's going to be okay. There yeah. are way, I mean, this is a separate conversation, but like the issues go so much deeper than that. So I get so annoyed with people's like disconnected relationship with money and trying to like create philosophies from that place because literally yeah. the best F you is to make more money. Yeah. What is in the words of our, of our high priestess, Beyonce <laughs> Knowles Carter, <laughs> the best revenge is your paper. Is your paper, baby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's so true the way that you like the way that you put that is just so real. And it's like, I, I think there's this subconscious, you know, people don't realize, like you said, like people get it like um, you said something about suffering, like we get uh, like we fall in love with our suffering and like we get oh, stuck. There's so much chosen suffering. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's like you don't realize it, but your body. I mean, do you, I'm, I'm assuming you, you know, and have read Joe Dispenza. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So like he talks a lot about this. Like there's this there's this thing of like in your subconscious, you actually get addicted to your problems. You actually totally. get addicted to feeling bad or like addicted to being broke. Like you get addicted to that because as as your body feels that it releases your brain releases a chemical that actually your body kind of starts to crave. And that's why we just like stay in these loops of being this is like why people rock bottom are all the time over and over and over, over and, and over. over. And I'm yeah. always teaching. I'm like, we, you have to get to a point where you're no longer available to rock bottom to rise. Yes. I just told the whole story of my five-year rock bottom, but I have, once we got out, it has been upward trend. Now I'm like, we have got to learn to build that good gets to be get better, that better gets to get better than that, that that gets to become overflow. Then you get to be rich as fuck and wherever you want to go. But like, if we want more, this applies to money too. Wealth builds, right? Yeah. Everything builds, life builds. So if you always need to have a drama, if you always need to be in a victim story, if you always need to rock bottom out to get somewhere, you're going to be going in circles and your, your brain and your body are addicted to the stress and the chaos and the fixing things, but like, it doesn't actually feel good. No, it feels horrible, horrible. So you have to make your own inner peace. Like I talk to my clients sometimes and they're, uh, one of them was reflecting it back to me recently. Who's in one of my masterminds. And she was just talking about, it's like, I'm like, we have to become 
I was talking to them about becoming unavailable for chaos in our lives, unavailable for drama. I'm sure you went through a season, right? Where you had to kind of become unavailable for, for romantic dramas in order for you to attract the, your fiance. Well, so her and I have been together for five years. And before that I was with my son's dad, but it was more for me. It was more about like friends. Like I had to become unavailable for anything that was not mutually, mutually beneficial, like in that department. Right. And so we do it everywhere, but you've heard so many stories of people in crazy relationships and then finally they snap it together. Right. And then their partner comes in. I had to do it with money. (laughs) And it's like, because we're all receiving, whether we like it or not, we are receiving what we're available to receive. So if you're still fine and dip into the negative in your account, you can tell me you're not, but if it's still happening, you're okay with it or it wouldn't be happening. Right. Right. Well, and like, yeah, for me, it was like, I, I making money is easy for me. It was becoming an energetic match to keep holding that money. That's what it was for me. And there are different levels. It's like, I had to go through all of them, right? So first I had to learn how to, cause you know, first it, I was like in the negative all the time, all the drama, right? Then I had to learn how to receive money. And that was, you know, a lot of inside my business, just playing with money on the energetic level, spiritual level, practical level, all the ways and being very intentional about it. But then it was like, okay, cool. I'm making a lot of money, but I'm like, I want to see the number of my accounts going up. Right. So it's exactly what you're talking about. I'd stopped. Like I wasn't blowing through money anymore. I'm talking about more inside my business journey where I've clearly been like way more focused, yep. but it was like, I was making a lot of money, but I wanted to see the money in my accounts going up. And so then I started putting energy around the money in my accounts going up. And then that started to happen. Right. So we first learned how to receive money. Then we learned how to hold money. And I feel like this other piece of the equation that people don't think about, it's like the energy that we have around spending very much matters too. Everyone's yes. like, I want to make a bazillion dollars, but then they're like, ah, overspending five grand to get help. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, how in the world? It's so funny. I was like sharing yesterday too. I'm like, so I've now had like six figure months in my business. I'm like, guys, but you know, with that, you know, I easily spend 20 grand a month between my business and my personal life. Yep. That's what happens in a seven, in a seven figure business, you know? So I'm like, you can't be so terrified of money going out the door. And then on the flip side, be like, oh, but I want to make seven figures because guess how much money seven figure earners are spending a lot more than 20,000. <laughs> yeah. And like, and so to me there's, and I don't view it. We're not blowing through money. We're not making unaligned investments or decisions, whatever. Everything for me is from a place of alignment and desire, but there's also this energy of like view rather than viewing the spending as spending is viewing it as investing. So yes, there's a clear like investing in coaches, but I mean, everywhere in your life, right. And you getting something new for your home that helps you feel like at a higher level frequency and you going on the bougie vacation that just shows you like, Oh, you know, that feeling when you just get on the, and it's like the, I call it like the feminine exhale. We're just like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that expands your frequency, you know, everything needs to, it's like, it's adding up. So I view spending as investing, like it's going into the money pot. Everything is adding up to yep. help me get to my desired outcome. Cause us, you know, landing our desires isn't a linear road. It's like what we leaned into over here, the edge we leaned into over here, the container that we invested in, the mentor we invested in, the vacation we went on, the decision to be like, I'm upgrading my home right now. Like all those, like it's very, 
you know, like everything is connected. So I always yeah. view it as like, everything's adding up. And when I really learned how to change my frequency in those ways and just how I viewed money, both receiving, holding, investing, all of it, and getting way more and super intimate with the money inside my business too and what's actually going on in my business every month, I just truly started to make more and more and more money. Yeah. Yeah. You became and like an energetic match. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. never, I never constricted my spending. I always say you can't save your way into wealth. No. No, this is some weird middle-class money mindset stuff that people picked up that literally goes nowhere. You cannot just save your, you can't, it's impossible. Mm-mm. You have to invest money, right? No matter whether you're, and you're investing in a coach to grow yourself, to grow your business, to grow your money, to grow your life. You're investing in the stock market. You're investing in real estate. You always have to put money down to make money. Always. There is always. I'm so sick of Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Oh my God. No, I am not on a bet. Where is he the one who tells you you shouldn't even be going out to dinner if you have debt? Yeah. He's the one that says you should cut up all your credit cards. That's insane. I did not. I did. I started my business with six figures in debt, never went on a budget, did not constrict my spending. I was like, my only job here is to learn how to create overflow. That's it. I'm not going to suffer my way through life. Yeah. But I also was very dedicated to creating overflow. It's like, it wasn't something I wanted in theory. It was like, we're doing it right now. Right now. Like this isn't something we're going to work towards. Like we're doing this now. And this right now energy is something I've been talking about a lot. Cause I think, you know, I was asked by one of my clients about quantum leaping. She was like, what's the biggest thing when it comes to quantum leaping with money and also just with life period. And I was like, it's the go all it's the women who go all are the men too. the people who go all in win. And going all in Mm. isn't like something you do sometimes or like on occasion or when you feel like it, right? It's like the level of which you lead yourself in every single area of your life. You're willing to take risks. You're willing to put your money where your mouth is. You're just willing to, to go all in for what you say that you want. And there's this energy inside of it of like the right now frequency. Mm. You don't want shit in theory. You want it right now. And it doesn't mean that like you burn out, you bust your ass. Like I am so pleasure-based. I do what I want. Like I'm having fun. I'm vibing on life. Yeah. But my energy around where I'm going and what I get to have, like I notice the difference and the speed at which I attract when I turn on the right now switch. Yes. It's because a different, it's a different, different. energy. Yeah. You move yeah. different. You think different. You speak different. Like I, there's been so many times and I'm, I'm always like an all or nothing type of person. That's how I've always been. And then when I was kind of in that period of like dark night of the soul, grieving my dad, like I found myself holding back. I found myself like getting weird with money. I found myself like not wanting to invest in this coach or not wanting to invest in this thing. And all that did for me was like, it made me like, like I imagine like a clamshell just like closing. And since like hitting that kind of energetic rock bottom, where I was like, oh, I don't ever want to feel like this again. Now it's like, I'll, I'll go downstairs and I'll be like, so I invested in this today. And my fiance is like, okay, like, okay. I, you know, like, <laughs> are you like, we're, we're literally building a house right now. Are you sure you want to be doing that? And I'm like, yep, feels good. Like, <laughs> feels good. <laughs> my lender, of course, like my lender is like, Maybe not. And I'm like, you know what, Steve, if it's not going to be a yes from you, I'll go get someone else. Like we're good. Literally. (laughs) That's the vibe. Like, thanks, Steve. And it's like, we just got to let desire. If you want to make more money, you want more anything out of life. First of all, 
get help. Stop trying to figure it out on your own. Like this is the other big mistake people make that I don't understand. I have a podcast. I love podcasting. I love talking. I love social media. If you want, they're great for inspiration. If you want to get results, you need to put skin in the game. You need to actually pay to get help. Like it is mind boggling to me how people wait for that and how they also, I do not dip in in and out of investing in myself. Even when I had six figures in debt, I remember the first coaching container I was in was 12K. I'd quit my job with 12K in the bank and six figures in debt. And they're like, it's $12,000. I was like, let's ride. Yep. (laughs) You're like, here we go. Like, (laughs) exactly. I mean, I paid it on a payment plan, but literally, whereas now 12K in the bank, I can't even imagine, you know what I mean? That's like, such a far reality, but that wasn't that long ago. No, no, that was the end of 2019. And here I am and May of 2022. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I think, I think you just, I I mean, I was going to ask you like, what's like one of your biggest secrets to like quantum leaping financially. And I think you just answered it. It's like, you have to go all in and you have to be willing to, like, what did you, you just said it, like it, when it comes to like going all in on your business, like making the investment, like walking the walk, skin in the game, like you can't just listen to podcasts all day because like what, what Jocelyn and I are talking about right now, this is like the free content that we give. And like, if you think that like, oh, I listened to, you know, Jocelyn's podcast. I listened to Danielle's podcast. Like I'm good. You have some good inspiration, but like you have to, if you really want to grow, you have to actually invest in like a person or a program program or something that has done or has gone where you are trying to go. And also because the growth happens, you need to remember the level of, it's like, you know, I help people get results really fast, but there's so much intention brought into how they arrive. People are complex, right? Unraveling all those layers, teaching you how to build a bit. I mean, I have so many containers with so many different things, but like, no matter if we're teaching you how to build a business, to attract from your feminine energy, to quantum leap with money, whatever we're doing, right? Like there's an actual journey that you have to go on to arrive. You can have your eyes opened in an hour on a podcast. You've not actually gone through the journey. We haven't actually peeled anything back. You haven't actually been activated in new frequencies. Like you have to be, does Joe Dispenser talk about this? Who talks about like, basically our, you know, our DNA gets to get, when our, we get to have our DNA, cellular DNA activated in new ways. And it like really changes our frequency and who we are from the inside out. I've heard Joe talk about that. I think he, I mean, I hear like Abraham Hicks talk about that too, though. Okay. So. <laughs> so I don't know who else talks about it, but I vibe with it because that's literally been my felt experience and what I've seen happen with other people. And it's like, they're new people. We have to actually intentionally take you there. So we do not want to undervalue actually getting help. I mean, I've invested like multiple six figures by this point. And I did not start with money. I was not one of those people who had a fat savings account. I had no available credit to my name because I financially destroyed myself. I figured it out and I was dedicated to my business being successful. And here we are. And it's like, you have to be willing to lean in, not just like in, So in making the investments, and then it's also how you show up for those investments. You don't just put down the money. No. You put down the money and then you show up and you have to lead powerfully in every area of your life. You don't get to make a lot of money and have shit boundaries. Right, right, right. Oh (laughs) my gosh. Yes. Be people pleasing or be like, I'm going to be the money queen and I'm going to entertain really low standards relationships. Like it's all so connected. So you have to be willing to, 
lead yourself powerfully, literally in every single area of your life. If you want to move with speed. It's so interesting that you say that because when I was doing um, the Manifestation Babe Academy, it's like a 20 week course. And it was like, you know what? Yeah, it was epic. I mean, it was epic. And like she, I, okay. I had, before I like finally decided to jump into her program, there was like a moment where I was like, this girl just looks so like, like, I, I just don't feel like she really is being authentic. Like there's just, it, just something is, uh, how can she possibly know all the things she knows? She looks just like a normal girl from like LA. And then I was like, I looked in the mirror and I was like, Danielle, you are a normal girl We're from LA. We're all normal girls from wherever. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then like jumping in, but that was like my ego. Like that was just my yeah. ego trying to be like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do judge. that. So then you're like, I'm going to judge her as an excuse. Right. And, yeah. But I was listening to every podcast. I was following yeah. like all of the things. And then finally I did it. And like, she is fucking brilliant like that girl is like Lacey Phillips is fucking brilliant and you like you need to remember no one's building these size and people love to judge these women I'm like have you made 10 million dollars she does 10 million dollar launches every time like I thought she I listened to an episode with her husband I thought she did 7 million last year last year but then this this like I think her most recent launch of her MBA was a 10 was finally her 10 million serious? dollar launch I mean, and tell me the girl doesn't have a brain. It's just ridiculous that we judge these women. I know. It's I like, know. well, it's all ego. I mean, it was all ego. It was all yeah. that like unwilling to accept like these things in myself. But yeah, you know, it was a 20 week program. And part of me was like, I tried so hard to just like go as like fast as like she was releasing things. But what I realized for myself is like, oh, Danielle, you need like time to implement this. Cause like, again, I'm a generator. So for me, it was like, I would get these like downloads from like each of these modules and I would now, then I would like implement them into my business or into my life. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then I like cleared more space to be able to like take on the next module. And so like you have to show up. And I think, I think sometimes people will like you know, they, they invest in these programs or they invest in these coaches and they want to go like zero to a hundred or they want to like get it over as fast as they can. And it's like, no, like part of, part of like showing up for it is like seeing how you embody it. Like that, that's a huge test. I think to see like, is this, is it actually implementing is all of this stuff that you're learning and like all of this, like healing that you're doing these like layers peeling back, is it implementing? And the way to figure that out is like how it's showing up in your everyday. Well, and the the embodiment of the work is where the rubber meets the road, truly. Yes. Yes. And this is a reason why, right? Like my masterminds are like four or five months. Her program was 20 weeks. It's like you trust the person who created to know how long you need also. Like some things, you know, depending on what we're doing are, are going to take longer than others. And also to be able to walk you through. And I really feel like it's actually of high integrity when people create container, if, if we're, we're talking about really big transformation, then I do think it's of high integrity, give people the amount of time that they really need, because we have to walk through like multiple phases of the journey. You really need to yes. walk things out in your real life over and over, see what comes up, learn how to navigate it in a new way. There's, you know, we have to bring the work in inside of life, inside of business, et cetera. So there's a reason some of those programs are as long as they are. And it also takes the the rush out, which I love taking the rush out. Same. I mean, her program is literally like, she literally, like from, from the very basis of teaching you about like the hierarchy of change through like the entire manifestation process, like it is from the beginning. Like there was some of it at the beginning that like, of course, my ego was like, you already know this. You already know this. But I was like, no. Yeah. 
sit through it, D. Sit through it. Like, sit through it, D. Let it, <laughs> let it hit you, you know? And But it's crazy because – and that's, you bring up a really good point. I would love to hear your perspective on this. Like for any coaches out there listening to this, I'll get people to slide in my DMs all the time because I, I – very I'm mostly like away from one-on-one coaching now like yeah but I still do take like one to three clients you know right. and it's obviously that's the most intimate way you can work with me that is like the most the highest investment that I mean it's, it's me it's like you're getting me and my energy is like my highest priority and so you know people will come in and they'll they'll we'll do a we'll do a discovery call I'll like see if it's a good match and I'll give them the money I'll give them the investment and they say well, you know, is it possible to just do like one month? I'm like, what do you think is going to happen in one month? Well, also anyone like, who says that to you, it shouldn't really be a private client. They need to go in a group container. They need to go in a group. hundred percent. hundred percent. That's, that's I mean, what honestly, I, I mean. Yeah. Private clients need to come in knowing what the deal is, you know, right. otherwise you don't need to be inside of private work. You know, mm-hmm. most of my business is programs, masterminds, et cetera. There's a high level of intimacy in the masterminds, obviously, because mastermind implies there's Voxer, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and also that's just how my business has been built. I will still take private clients, but I feel like I don't do just sales calls. I'm like, I stopped them so long ago. They do not light oh. me up. Yeah. For what? I'm like, I don't need to convince you. Here's- right. <laughs> right. 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 How do you like for your, for like assessing like a one-on-one client, how do you get like a vibe of if it's like a good match or not? They just DM me. Yeah. Most of the people who come into my world. So I find that most of the people who end up working with me one-on-one are people who've been inside of my world somewhere. Yep. And then the ones who come in straight for one-on-one and we DM a little bit and I can just, you know, I read energy real fast. I can like hear where they're at and what's going on in their business. And if they feel like a good fit for one-on-one, I'll just let them know how, you know, what the investment is. And then if, if there's a program or a mastermind that I feel like would be better for them, like if I feel like they need more, just more internal work, more foundation, et cetera. And we mm-hmm. still get like mastermind level access depending on what it is, then I'll point them there. Yeah. Um, because I actually really love having people inside of masterminds, et cetera. And they love it too. One for the community, but also the depth of work we go to in so many other ways, you know, like whether yeah. it be content portal, we do live healing sessions. You're on calls with other people. You have questions answered. You didn't even know you had, like, there's just so it's called a mastermind for a reason, for a reason. right? It's like right. all these minds coming together. You grow so much. And then I have people, you know, who've done that and they want to be private. I already will kind of know them because they've been in my world Yeah, is what happens most of the time. Or I'm like, cool, this, I feel like this, masterminds of ivory or this program, this is the sales page or this is the price point, or here's the deeds for private, you know, and if they don't, obviously the private level investment is by far the highest level investment. So you also have to want to do that. And if you don't want to do that, it's all good. Right. You can go somewhere else. But like, in my mind, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> I, you just like inspired, you just inspired me so much. Cause I, I've been feeling that pull to like, to stop doing those. Cause I, I, I think- ended them so early, Danielle. I'm well, I'm still scarred. I'm scarred from like the direct sales industry, you know, oh, where you have God. to like do and like I like listen, like I love the direct sales industry. I love the network marketing industry. If it's done right, I love it. Like I think it's yeah. such a powerful place to start for entrepreneurs. It's a it's entrepreneurship with training wheels, you know? Like right. it, it really is. But in that in that world, you do one-on-one calls a lot. And but so But also you like wear people down a lot. Mm-hmm. And like I don't need to do that. I'm a feminine Mm -hmm. energy attraction-based coach. It's like, 
you guys know how I vibe. You listen to my podcast. You're in my content. You see what's on my website. You see the results the clients are getting. My job is to market, sell, produce content, and vibe. You see how much money I'm making. (laughs) She said market, sell, produce content, and vibe. (laughs) Let's put that on a shirt. And obviously that you're not going to wear. Yeah, let's put that on a shirt that like you're not, we're not going to wear in the summer, but like let's (laughs) put it on a shirt. Market, sell, produce content, vibe, bitch. In my closet of things that I don't wear in the summer, you'll find my shirt. (laughs) You'll find my shirt. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. But I'm not wearing a shirt. But honestly, I'm like, what am I hiding? I just don't see why I, I got rid of them so early. I love that so much. In a way, it was almost amazing. I was so naive to the coaching industry because I didn't even know that was a big deal. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, yeah, but that's you following that intuition. That's like you only being available for things that you want to be avail- available for. And also, just come to my DMs and ask me the question you want to ask. I am so down to voice message you. I'm not like, oh, don't talk to me. It's not like a holier than thou thing. It's just that like, I don't need to convince you. When you want to come work with me, let me know. If you need help about where you want to go, I'm happy to help you. I don't need to hide pricing for you. You're going to find out one day. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. I just, it's so, I like, yeah. no I one it. hiding the price of something ever made me buy it later. No, that's true. Never. Also, I don't want people coming into my business with such a charged, anxious, fearful, no energy. I'm like, babe, here's the deal. Here's the results. This is how we're going to do it. Here's all the yummy payment options. Hit me when you're ready and learn how not to need to be up against the wall to make a move. Just move. That's on quantum leaping y'all. Yeah. Here's your pre-sale price. Love to reward the women who move early, move fast, right? Early bird. I'm giving y'all options. Like, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you went from 12 K like in your account, in six figures bank. in debt. Yeah, you went from like 12K in the bank with six figures in debt in 2019 to what's happening today. My highest month is a six-figure month now. Revenue. That's amazing. It's available. Literally, my money journey was like, I did my first 13K month, 60 days in. My thir- I was at 30K month. 30K was, so 13K was cash month. I was at 30K cash month, six months, and I sustained those. So I hit 50, 50 was cash too. I think that 50 was at the end of year one. And then I hit my first 100K revenue month at the end of year two. And I just, we're in year three now. I mean, literally I'm not doing, I have 3000 Instagram followers also, PS, everyone. <laughs> like this is not, because people take themselves out of the game so easily. Things I literally, I never was thinking about my Instagram following. Of course, am I open for growth? 100%, right? Do I love visibility? 100%. Here we are having it because right. I love podcasting, right? So I Same. care more about love that it. than I care about like gaming my Instagram. Yeah. But like, I just, all these things we worry about, I did not worry about. I didn't care about the size of my following. And to this day, I don't know anyone with the size following who's, all the women I know at my income level have like 10 times the size falling that I do. Yeah. But I also never thought about it or cared. Right. I, I only realized it was a thing because people kept bringing it up about themselves because they were worried about it. I was like, why are we making this a thing? If your shit's Would hot, you your say, shit's hot. So 
so you get like, you would say most of yours comes from your podcast. You have a good email list. Do you have like, is it word of mouth? It like, was, what do you so, think? At first it was just social media. People yep. were just picking up what I was putting down. Yep. If you learn how to be a phenomenal marketer, if you learn how to package well, you learn how to sell, you don't need a hundred people in every offer. Like, right. You could have, if you want to be at 30 K months. Okay. Well, that's six people buying something that costs five K a month. Yeah. It's not that crazy. You know what I mean? As an example, of course, like, cause I did have a point in time where I had a primary business container. There was a group container called the cohort for early entrepreneurs or women stepping into five figure months. My product suite has vastly expanded, but I was at 30 K months just with the cohort. Yeah. That was the only thing I was selling at that time. And I was there. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's, yeah, I would say like the first cohort, the first mastermind I offered was about the same was like, it was, and it didn't take a lot of people. It was just, no, you don't need a lot of people. So therefore you don't need 20,000 followers to be calling in six people a month, paying you 5k, you know, right. just as an example. Also, I did some private, I think then too. And then ultimately I had my digital self-led mini course, mini queen, but there was just this period of time I'm using it as an example of period of time where I was making 30K a month with one offer Yep. for months. Yeah. Straight. Obviously, when we're talking about much bigger numbers, 100K, that changes, you know? Right. I mean, I guess there's some businesses that kind of only do one thing, but it's pretty, that's not, I mean, coaching businesses, but I feel like it's far more common at the higher income numbers to have more programs. Yeah, to have more programs. How often are you launching? On a client journey. It's funny because I also dropped anything that is not sustainable for my energy. I say, (laughs) bye-bye. It's not a full body. Yes. It's a fuck. No baby. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I don't like this launch to launch grind. Like Mm. what at the top of the month, you're like, what am I launching? What am I launching? Oh my God. Gotta go. I was like, this is not sexy. Right. So I just made it way more fluid. I'm always selling like two or three things at the same time. Some of my containers are open, some of them closed. So of course there's more data urgency. I just kind of left it. I just was like, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to, I call it, my strategy is stack the cash. So like, so literally it's like, and also it takes the pressure off of any one launch. If you're selling multiple things at once, instead of hyperventilating about who, who's buying the one thing. I'm like, you don't really notice when people are coming into all the things, right? Of course, like you have to learn how to do this and do this well. Um, but I'm like, you have recurring income, you have people coming into new things. I mean, I did a whole masterclass for anyone who's interested, literally called stack the cash because in March it was so interesting. Cause I'd really been working on this frequency of dropping the launch to launch grind mm. and just like disassociating, not disassociating in like a disconnection way, but like not having weird, stressy top of the month stuff about like hitting a number. That's just so boring. Yeah. So I, in March, so it wasn't my highest month, but it was an 85K month. And I had an 85K month without opening doors on anything new until March 23rd, when most of the money was already there. And I was like, you nailed it, stacking the cash, right? No launch to launch grind, no month to month stress. Money is just coming in every day continuously because we are on the same frequency as money. Right. You had digital And of course assets. I'm running a business that backs yeah. up the frequency, you know? Yeah. yeah. You had multiple offers and like, I love that. I love that. Like you have this, like, it's almost like you're letting like launches almost be led by your intuition. Like when it feels good, it feels good. And I don't just do one thing at a time. Yeah. It's sort of this vibe of like, okay. So for example, I have this 
mastermind feminine magic and money. It's deep embodiment of feminine wealth, pleasure, magic, magnetism. It's five months. It only opens twice a year. So right now I'm not like formally in the pre-sale for it, but when I'm sharing results, for example, that from the women who are in it now, I'll say you can join the fall round now on pre-sale and also get the most extended payment plan because we won't finish it for so long. Do you know what I mean? They have right. a long time to get started paying. Right. So like I have spaces for that filling, right? Or, but I'm not really selling it. It's like, it's, I'll bring it up in the context of bringing up results that are coming up in our Voxer chat. Cause there's a round that's live right now. Right. Or the cohort, which I have the go on sell now, which I don't, by the time this comes out, I don't know. The cohort will still be open. I don't know if I'll still be in the sale for it. That's my early entrepreneur business container. Basically, you know, getting to five figure months, the feminine way with the sexy masculine structure. That one is rolling. Maybe once a year, I'll do a sale. You can join at any time. And then once in a while, I'll do a sale, right? But people do actually just come into my DMs and they're like, hey, I want to work with you. This is where I'm at. Where should I go? I'm like, okay, based on what you said, the cohort's the best place for you. They're like, great, sign me up. People don't always need 600 pounds of urgency on top of their no. back. No. Like it helps, right? It moves the process along. When I am, when I do have a program that's opening and closing and it's not rolling, I do like to do pre-sale early road, all the things, but it's not to like put pressure on people as much as for me, it keeps the energy fresh and fun in the launch. Cause there's just different phases to the launch, yeah. you know, yeah, it's like more for you to be able to like receive what you want from it as well. Yeah. And also yeah. I do like rewarding people who just move fast and they don't need all the details. Cause I tend to share less about all the things when I'm in pre-sale and like, you know, so I have some containers that are rolling. I have a high level mastermind for women who are uh, anchoring in 30 to hundred K months with lean energy of ease. That one is more based off of it's rolling, but only if I have space open. So for example, right yeah. now I only have one space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I have others that close and then I have some that are digital. They're there all the time. It just feels very, for me, it feels very, am I making sense? Yeah. You're making a lot of sense. This Just is like fluid. And then the ones that open and close, I open and close them, but the other things are still available in the background. And I still talk about them. Yeah. I just don't, they're just not like the leading energy. Yeah. You're helping so many people because I think too, like, you know, everybody's every, everybody you talk to is going to launch in different ways. And it's yeah. like, it's all about like finding a structure that works for you, finding a system that works for you and like having that be what it is. And so people will always ask me like, Danielle, what do you, what's your launch strategy like? And like, it's similar to yours, but it's different. And like, you're just really showing people that like, if you find what works with you, what you vibe with, it's going to, you're going to become a match for whatever that is. It's when you try to, so hard to look outside of yourself for like the right answers that would, that's when we start to get back into those patterns of like, you know, guilt and shame and fear and like all that other shit that is so boring. Yeah. And I love business strategy. It's like my work is basically strategic, energetic and embodiment and healing focus. So we kind of do it all. But it's interesting because I feel like in a lot of the feminine energy spaces, people try to just like abandon strategy and be like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, how's that going for you? I mean, Honestly. I did it. I did it. I went from like hard masculine. I had not touched my feminine energy for years, like years. I was yeah. so exhausted. And then I like swung the pendulum back, which I needed to do because I needed a minute to like regroup. And then yeah. you do have to like find yourself back in the middle. It's because like the if, harmony. Yeah. If you're just like Moana, like living on a beach, like waiting for the strategy to come to you, like it's not gonna It ain't coming, girl. Like Things aren't dropping out that you don't even understand or know about. Like the thing is with building, scaling businesses is you don't know what you don't know. It's right. not one of these, like there's, intu 
It's like, to me, the way the intuition comes online is like, mm, I feel that offer coming through. Mm, I want to brand it like this. Mm, I want to market it like that. Mm, feels like it's about this long. I mm, think I'm going to charge this much. You know what I mean? But then it's like, okay, but then like, okay, well, how am I going to sell it? How am I going to do the things? Like, how is this laddering up to the other offers in my business? Like, does this all making sense? It's like the, the feminine part just feels like the urge, like the yes. And then to me, the masculine is like the getting it done, making sure there is some logic, doesn't make sense. How does it ladder with the other offers in your world? Are we doing selling a mastermind and charging bundle prices for it? That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like it's got to right. be there. And I see it. I see it with my clients who are just stepping into business. I see it with my clients who are stepping into 50K months and beyond. We are always refining their strategy so that their intuition has a firm place to land and not so that they're copycatting me. But it's like, I also understand business. I just have a brain for this, right? You have a so brain for business, yeah. I really do. And I, it's my background and I have a brain for it and I like it. So it's easy for me to be like, hey, have you considered this? Have you considered that for what you want? What, do you want to try this? Like, da 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 So they don't need to run their business like I do, right? In order right. to be successful. And then also right. it's that to me, that mix of the energetic and the embodiment work and all the other things, you blend right. this all together. You can't not be successful. Right, <laughs> right, you know? right. Do you have a, do you have a business manager that helps you with like all of like your timelines and like your strategy and um, stuff? My support team looks like, so I have a VA team. They were the first that I hired. Mm -hmm. They're literally like $15 an hour. They do a lot of like the techie backend stuff on my website. Yeah. Um, I have an executive assistant, homegirls running the show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's doing all customer service, literally everything. Yeah. Honestly, pretty much everything. Yep. I'm so grateful to her. And I have a podcast team that manages my show. Meaning mm -hmm. I, cause all I want to do is record. I don't like That's editing. It. That's same, same. Some people yep. can do it. If I had to, we wouldn't have a show if I had to do all those I things. I literally want to show up and do this. And then I want to send away. it. And I don't want to think about it again until it's up. <laughs> literally. I'll write yeah. my own episode notes. Oh, yeah, all of it. I write all of that, but like, I don't want to do editing. I don't want to source it. I don't want to, mm -mm. nope. Nope, <laughs> never did. So I don't manage that. Do I have anyone else? I'm, oh, my marketing assistant does like my visuals, like, you know, brands, my offers, et cetera. Uh, she's phenomenal, but she kind of like took the direction a bit for my web because my web designer, I don't work with all the time, you know? Right. right. So I kind of built my brand and then my marketing assistant is just good at that kind of stuff. So she yeah. makes things by being pretty. Yeah. Everybody on my team's contracted. No one's full time. You is get to stay everybody? in your genius though. And I have a fucking killer account. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> and Same. Yes. I'm very in my zone of genius. I also say part of this energy of ease is being well supported in business and in life. I'm very well supported in my personal life too. I have to be, or this wouldn't feel easy. Right. Right. Uh, you're amazing. You've just given so many nuggets to so many people. I mean, it's like, I, I think there are, and I used to be this person where I was like, I got it. I can do it all myself. Like you can't, you can't, it's, you're going to burn out so fast. You're going to feel, it's going to feel miserable so quickly. And part of that, like investing in your business and putting skin in the game is also hiring a team around you of people who like catch your vision and like do things better than you do. Truly. And also like, why do you want to be, why do you, why would you prioritize you answering customer service emails over getting your offers out the door? Like it's also right. just doesn't make any logical sense. No. 
I always tell everyone, I'm like, you want to spend 70% of your time marketing, selling 30% of your time with clients and like offload the rest <laughs> like you know, yeah. as much as possible. It happens more and more over time. There was a time where I did my own graphics in Canva because I liked it and it wasn't a big deal, but now right. I'm just like, no way, no way. I send no. my own emails. I do all my own emails. Yeah. And yeah, I do same. all my social media. Yep. Yep. All my own social media. I still do. I still do like 90% of my graphics. I I'm just can't. like I ran out I'm of just steam. Still, I'm just like still really loving it, you know? Like I Yeah, can, totally. I did for a long time. The but like when I made, you feel the switch, let it go. And also she was so good at it. I would give her the vision and she would like get me, you know? Mm, her in yeah. particular. I wouldn't just let whoever do it, but like she gets what I'm talking about. And I even realized because she would come assist on my photo shoots and like, you know, when people just get your vibe. Yep. Yep. And so it was sort of like it naturally landed more than yeah. I was looking to hire it, if that makes sense. And now I feel yeah. like for me, it's perfect. Yeah. Well, listen, I think you're amazing. I think this conversation could probably go on for three hours, but <laughs> let's let's just call it. <laughs> um, OK, so how can people find you? How can they work with you? Where do they oh go? My goodness. Tell us all the things. Please come find me. I'm so turned on by business, money, feminine energy, quantum energetics, all the things. Um, I have a podcast as well called Queen Flow. You can head to my website, jocelynkellyreed.com. I hang out a lot on Instagram, jocelyn.kelly.read. I will give Danielle my links. Um, if you're wanting to dip your toe in, I highly recommend my self-led abundance course, Money Queen. You guys heard me talk about some of my other masterminds programs. I'll be talking her off here, so I won't do that on your show. But if there's anything else you want to focus on, business, money, money attraction, healing, witchy stuff, feminine. I mean, I do so much. So just head to my website or DM me and be like, Hey, this is what's going on in my life. I'd like to get here. Can you help me? And I'll point you in the right direction. I love that. When's your birthday? April 1st. I'm an Aries. Yeah. I sensed that. What's your trio? I'm Sag. I'm, I'm like a set. I'm a stellium Sag. I, uh, what does this stellium mean again? I always like more than five, more than five in Sag. So I'm sun and moon Sag. I'm a Scorpio rising. I'm a Scorpio rising and my moon's in Sag too. Why do fire women always like each other so much? Generators. It's like generator energy. It's like fire energy, but like I sensed your Scorpio rising, like right from the beginning. It's like the way, I don't know. It's like this, like it's the witchy vibe. That's what it is. It's the witchy vibe. Yeah. I know Scorpio rising. It's like you love it or you're scared. (laughs) Or both. You love it because it scares you. That's what I say. You love it. Like oh you love me because I scare you. You love me because I scare you. And I love you so much. You can't leave. Yeah, that's the other <laughs> shirt we're going to make. We're going to start a t-shirt company. Just so. I have shirts that we don't wear during the summer. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, Jocelyn. So yeah, y'all, we're going to put all of these links in our show notes. Like, please go check her out. Listen to her podcast, all the things. You are such a queen. And this has just been everything and more. So thank you for being here. Thank you. We'll see you soon. I just have to talk about almond cow. I don't know if you've heard of almond cow. I don't know if you have an almond cow, but if you don't have an almond cow, here is your sign to get one. I drink an obscene amount of nut milk and our family goes through so much of it because we drink smoothies every day and we buy so much of it. And it's hard because so much nut milk out there is not great for you. 
and it's full of like carrageenan or preservatives or added sugars or weird fillers. And I just feel like it doesn't need to be that way. That's one problem. And two, it's expensive. We go, we used to go through like six of those milked hazelnut cartons every single month, at least. I mean, probably more than that, if I'm being honest. Um, But we used to spend so much money on those and they're not recyclable because they have wax in the carton and it's just not a sustainable practice. So Almond Cow is a company that created a nut milk maker, but not one that gives you a headache and is a ton of cleanup. It's literally, you get this drum that you put the whatever nuts you want. We love making hazelnuts. You can do oat, you can do coconut, you can do almond, you can do pistachio, you can do macadamia, like you can do cashew. You can make alcoholic drinks in there. I mean, there's so much you can do with this thing, but you basically, you put the nuts in the drum, you add water to the carafe, you push a button on top, it grinds it all up, it creates the nut milk, and then you pour it into these little jars that they send you that look like those old-fashioned milk jars. They're amazing. I highly suggest you go check them out at Almond Co. at their Almond Cow website. And um, up until a little while ago, my code to use at checkout was Danielle15. My code for... Uh, Almond Cow is now uh, Danielle 20, which gives you the same perks, only there's more now anytime you order from Almond Cow. So even if you've already bought an Almond Cow, but you need to restock on your nuts or your oats or your coconut, you can use my code anytime you order from them now, which is awesome because it used to just be your first purchase. So use my code Danielle 20 at checkout and get yourself a discount. You're like buzzing, right? Like you are absolutely buzzing. I know that you are. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with this episode. I hope you loved it. Uh, Come tell me about it. Obviously, go follow Jocelyn at jocelyn.kelly.read. Go click on the links in her bio and see all the things she has to offer. Listen to her podcast, The Queen Flow, uh, or Queen Flow, The Podcast. I'm Danielle underscore on the daily on Instagram. Come find me. I am offering a lot of really awesome things. You can actually go to my Instagram and get a free webinar right now that I'm offering you. And I would love for you to get your hands on it. So thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to this show. We will see you on Friday with another episode. And until then, I love you. 